Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Elio. He's Ben. This is the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast with a brand new episode. One week removed from the Royal Rumble. Ben, how's it going? Very, very good, man. I, I actually thought the weekly television for WWE was uh, taking up several notches from what we usually get, given that it is the uh, first week on the road to uh, WrestleMania. So I thought Rob was a pretty good show this past Monday. Yeah, I did too. So it was, it was a nice change of pace. And uh, we have a little bit of a shorter show for you since uh, since we have to do three shows rather than four or five. So it will be a nice tight edition for you. So hopefully you enjoy it all the same. All right. With uh, that, uh, how about I started off with NXT since... Uh, no, sorry. I started off with the AEW... No, you start off with NXT, and I'll, uh, I'll uh, go with AEW since you have two shows. I'll, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll uh, space it out for you. Okay, cool. So actually, that that works perfectly because I just finished uh, watching NXT before I jumped on here with you, so that was the oh. uh, slight delay. Um, okay. But, I have to tell you, usually, usually I'm not uh, too enthused with NXT as of late, uh, just because I don't feel it's the same as what it used to be. Um, but having said that, I thought that this week was a very, uh, very solid show. So if okay, I get let's, let's 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 hear it. So um, we we get started with. Uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez with a pre-match promo. And they, all they said was that it, tonight will be a cakewalk on the way to take over Vengeance, which, uh, or Vengeance Day, I should say. Okay, I have a question for you. Yeah. Is it just me, or is that, the, is that kind of a stupid title? Why don't you just call it Takeover Vengeance? Why do you need Vengeance Day? Because of Valentine's Day. But it's still, it doesn't make sense. Valentine's Day makes sense. But Vengeance Day, just call it Vengeance. <laughs> vengeance well, Day. Well, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. <laughs> But uh, but none, nonetheless, some, sometimes WWE has to overthink things. So. <laughs> okay, um, go on. I think if this was the NXT of old, that's exactly what we would have seen. But um, but it's um, I have to tell you, even though I knew I knew right off the bat that Dakota and Raquel were going to take the victory with this one, I was particularly impressed with Keaton with Casey Catanzaro in this match. Yes. Uh, um, she had a few spots that were like, good God. Um, like, like that jump uh, from the the steel beam or whatever it was? Yeah, yeah from, the, from the trust. Yeah. You know, and her athleticism to even get on that thing by jumping off of Raquel's back. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, um, that was quite impressive. And I'll, I'll tell you something, for her diminutive size, that girl's athleticism is out of this world. Now, obviously, we had, we had seen that, um, you know, before with her, uh, with her stint on American Ninja Warrior. 
Um, and I had personally been um, familiar with her because uh, she went to the same school I did. So, so um, did you hang out together? Uh, no, no, we we didn't. Uh, we I don't think we went at the same time. But because of um, because of the fact that she went to school and and she had been on American Ninja Warrior. Um, I I had heard her name several times, and I actually and actually Jessica Carr, uh, the uh, the former NXT now uh, SmackDown ref, she also went to school went to school um, at the same university I did. Oh wow! And oh. and at one point um, she was uh, she was associated with the same. Uh, independent uh, wrestling company that I work with, oh, so cool. uh, there's history there too. So it's it's just kind of it's just kind of cool to see you know semi hometown girls get their get their uh, get their pushes on NXT. That's kind of cool for me to mm-hmm. see. Um, so yeah, this this match for me is a really good way to open the open uh, NXT. Uh, yeah, and you know the the only the only thing that that takes me out of matches like this is the fact that I'm pretty I'm pretty well able to determine who's gonna win them. But having said that, um, that was that was a very very good match. Um, next up we have Edge talking to William Regal backstage. So of course we know that. Uh, Edge is going. Edge made the rounds to all three brands mm-hmm. uh, this week to um, to tease what decision he was going to make after winning uh, the Royal Rumble this past weekend. Um, part of me likes that, and part of me uh, really doesn't because, um, you know. You know, you and I and a lot of different a lot of different fans, we're not stupid enough to believe that that Edge is actually going to come to come to NXT to, to challenge for the NXT Championship, <laughs> right? You know, especially especially when when he has already teased that he's going to go after. Um, Go after the the title that he never lost, Drew McIntyre, right? Um. Well, um. I don't know. I don't know which one it would be now because the I title think- the title that he lost at um at WrestleMania twenty seven, or or no, the title that he had to um to forfeit after WrestleMania twenty seven no longer exists. Oh. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know which one that that one refers to, but um, it would seem to me that um, that WWE is leaning toward going with Edge versus Roman Reigns, uh, and I have, I have a problem uh, with that okay. that I, that I will get into during the. Uh, during the SmackDown review, but let me uh, let me just move on with NXT since we're on NXT right now. 
next up after Edge's arrival was Austin Theory versus Leon Ruff. Um, and uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not sold on. Uh, I'm not sold on Leon Ruff because it's like I feel like every time he's in a match, I expect him to lose. I, I, I don't know why they book him like that. I, I guess because he's on the smaller end of the stature. I don't know. But, um, you know, uh, Legato Del Fantasma was uh, next up versus Lucha House Party. And, you know, Lucha House Party being booked on NXT the way that they are, Versus the way that they're booked on um, on the main on the main roster, why aren't they just in NXT full time? Because you know, if you actually watch this match, uh, Lucha House Party are very very good wrestlers, uh, but they, but they don't get to showcase that on Raw because they're booked as a bunch of brochachos. <laughs> Um, <laughs> which I don't, which I don't understand. So if it was up, if it was up to me, I would just move them uh, permanently to NXT because you know we both know that they're not doing shit on Monday Night Raw. Um, and speaking of Lucha House Party, where the fuck is Kalisto? Is my question. Is Ooh, he? Yeah, where is he? I... I, I wonder if he's still injured. I would have to look that up. But uh, but anyway, it, it's it's just I'm really glad to see uh, them in a more serious role on NXT. Um, you know, it was a foregone conclusion that Legato Del Fantasma was going to win, just by the way Santos Escobar is being pushed. Um. On uh, on NXT and justifiably so because they are awesome. And then uh, after after their after this match, MSK came out to uh, cut a promo before the semifinal match next week. So it'll be Legado del Fantasma versus MSK. And I'll tell you what, that has the potential to be the match of the tournament, in my opinion. Um, I'm, I'm a really big fan from what I've seen of MSK so far. Um, I confess I was not as familiar with their work in Impact Wrestling because I don't watch Impact Wrestling. I'm sorry. They were very uh, good. I just didn't like their uh, 70s show gimmick. Uh, yeah, I did. <coughs> Excuse they, me. They, I, they were good. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm just glad that they're getting they're getting a chance on NXT because I think I think that this is the perfect place for them at this point. Um, out comes uh, Pete Dunne uh, to uh, to cut a promo on uh, Finn Balor ahead of their uh, ahead of their title match at uh, Vengeance Day. Um, and, uh, here comes Edge, 
Tatis possibly going after uh, the NXT championship. And look, you know, this is a good promo. I'm, I'm not saying anything against the promo. And it, it looked like Edge was legitimately excited to be featured on NXT. Um, but come on now. You expect me to believe that Edge is going to go after the NXT title at WrestleMania, like, that that makes no sense whatsoever. Um, none. The, the only way that that would make sense is if Tommaso Ciampa was in the title picture uh, going into WrestleMania. So I've, I've heard, I've heard that they're going to have an NXT title match at WrestleMania, um, but still... Uh, this was not a good use of Edge uh, this week. So I I don't blame him for making the rounds, but, um, like, because on one hand, I can understand it, but on the other hand, I just think it's really stupid. Um, and then after, um, after that, we get uh, Johnny Gargano getting blasted through a door by Kushida. Um, that was awesome. Uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of like that a lot. Um, it's kind of, kind of stupid. Don't say the K word. Don't say his name. Exactly. And speaking what? of, is Kushida Voldemort? I, I, I don't know, but apparently he is he who must not be named on the NXT brand. Good God. <laughs> So that's kind of funny. And uh, s- sidebar, I really did appreciate the Lord Voldemort line. I, I uh, thank you for that. That might be the highlight of this podcast. Uh, next up was a was a really stupid situation. I'm not really sure why this was even booked. Uh, Jesse Kamea versus Tony Storm. Oh, I know what I was looking forward to this match. I just thought they ruined it by having Mercedes Martinez uh, interfere. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, See, Ben's allergic to some some of the decisions that are made. Yes, I yes I am because, um, look, I I, I get that um, it's gonna it's gonna be um. Mercedes Martinez versus Io Shirai versus Tony Storm at uh, NXT TakeOver. I get that. But that doesn't mean that you have to put uh, Tony Storm out there for a minute and 19 seconds only for that to happen. Yeah, that was because, terrible. Because, number number one, it makes Jesse Kameo look, look like a moron. Well, she already looks like a moron because she's associated with the Robert Stone brand. Hey, I like that. I like the Robert Stone brand. Robert Stone, Aaliyah, Jesse Kamea, come on. Uh, you, 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 you gotta, you gotta get some. Uh, you gotta get some higher forms of entertainment if you're. Peter alert. Yeah, well, I, I've just never been a Robert Stone guy since his days. As no, well. I don't. I don't. I don't like. E. No, I don't like Robert Stone. I like uh, Aaliyah and Jessica Mayer. Yeah, I, I mean, I like them, but I, but that doesn't mean they should be associated with the former Robbie E. No, no. Okay, now I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Okay, so let me let me rephrase. 
I like Jessica Mia and Aaliyah. I don't really care for Robert Stone or the Robert Stone brand. Well, then, then we're on the same page. All right, sir. <laughs> so, um, a- after this, we have uh, we have a confrontation between Io Shirai and her two opponents. Um, yeah, I have a question for you. What do you think yeah. about what do you think of Io Shirai? I love her. I I am absolutely an Io Shirai guy. Um I think I think that she should be skyrocketed to the top of the WWE. Okay. Without question. All right. That that I mean, look, we say that Sasha Banks has it all. We say that Bianca Belair has it all. And they do. Don't get it twisted. I am a massive fan of those in, of those two individuals. Um, as, as we'll get into further on the, uh, on the SmackDown portion of the review. Um, but, um, but Tony, Tony Storm is or not I'm not Tony Storm her too but Io Shirai is on a whole different level and um you know I part of me uh along with a lot of NXT talent uh is very nervous to have Io Shirai on the main roster because I don't think that she's gonna get treated the right way and to me, that's blasphemy for Io Shirai in particular because, you know, what are you what are you looking for that she does not have? I mean, she's a Japanese, um, that, yeah, she's a Japanese talent, uh, but she can actually speak English better than Asuka can, and she has she has everything you're looking for. So she she really belongs at the top of any rant that she's on. Okay. All right. What do we have next? Um, the NXT champion, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship match. Um, this was a low point for me. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, Kurt Stallion has come out of nowhere from NXT UK, and I just don't get it. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. NXT UK. Um, isn't that where Kurt Stallion came from? Guy, okay, he's from Texas. Yeah, yeah, but didn't they have him? No, on I know. I've never seen him in NXT UK. No. Uh, oh, I, I, I thought he, I thought he was. I, okay, my bad. Um, but I don't like him. The, you know what? When I see him, I'm thinking I'm thinking Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I I completely get that. That's that's awesome. Uh, you know, and and number one, he just came out of nowhere a few weeks ago. Right. Uh, as, um, the first time I saw this guy, I'm like, who are you? <laughs> so I I don't know why he's getting a, a cruiserweight title opportunity now. Um. But um, the other thing that hurt the match, and it goes back to something I mentioned uh, last week. Remember how I I said last week that 
killer um, are carrying across is going after uh, Santos Escobar now because he's the oh, champion. Yeah. Uh, after the tarot card was dropped in uh, Legato Del Fantasma's locker room. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, I was I was exactly right because um, uh, Scarlet was uh, watching this match very closely. And then after after this match was over, Carrying uh, Cross just came out and beat the shit out of um, out of Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza. I mean, they both got just bulldozed by uh, by Mr. Cross. Now let me ask: you, They're not going to put that cruiserweight title on him. They can't. Well, no, no, but that that that's not that's not the purpose of what he's doing. The the purpose of having the purpose of having Kenny Cross go after Santos Escobar is he's put he's putting the uh, he's putting the 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 sight on on champions of the brand because because he. he he never lost the NXT championship. So by by running through all of the champions on the brand, which is what I think they're which is what I think they're doing with him, it, it, it establishes him as the only credible champion on NXT, and I I think that's what they're doing. Um, but I didn't I didn't I didn't really need to see this match. Um, I, I just wasn't really interested. Um, but uh, after this, we get Edge's promo that I was talking about earlier. I just I couldn't really get into it because. Um, well, actually, actually, no. I'm sorry. Uh, this was this was where Edge got into a face to face with with Karrion Cross. And while I, while I like that, I just I really don't see Edge coming back to NXT because I really don't see the point. I mean, other than to put over NXT talent, but like I said, Edge can't afford to lose right now because the entire purpose of of having him on the program is to get his redemption. So he can't lose right now. So that's why it makes no sense to me. Um. Next up was the main event: uh, Timothy Thatcher and uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Undisputed Era. This was amazing. I loved it, and I I loved that Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa won. I there's nothing to criticize about this match, and then afterwards we get a face off with Grizzled Young Veterans. Um, to to set up their semifinal match next week. You know, I'm not, I'm not even gonna try to describe uh, the main event match. It's just it's just one of those that. There's one one thing uh, in the show that uh, I wanna get your thought on. Oh, what's that? That uh, that uh, video or whatever about that Zion Shire, whatever that mystery woman. Yeah, um, that, that came off as kind of hokey. You like it? 
I want to see uh, what they do with this because that, that was so bizarre. And, and so do I, but even, even uh, commentary brought it up. Like, are we supposed to believe that this woman is thousands of years old? Yeah, I think I believe 6,000 years old or something. So I um so that was kind of hokey, but I, yeah. I don't I don't blame them for trying something different. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we we'll, we'll see we'll see where they go with this. Yeah, like uh, like she like she's the daughter of a king and uh, mm-hmm. like she killed her family or something like that. Well, so. she she slayed her brother. And she uh, ended up becoming the very thing that she hated. Yeah. So, so we'll see where they go with that. Um, uh, yeah, but it on. seems it seems like an old school take on wrestling storytelling. So we'll see we'll see what happens there. So, yeah, not a bad edition of NXT this week. Absolutely. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give your voice a rest uh, because we are now gonna go. Take a beach break with AEW. And, and you know, before you do that, let me, let me just give you a lead in. I, I don't know how you felt about this show, but the only thing about this show that stood out to me was, was the main event, which was awesome. But the rest of it was just, like, bad, in my no, opinion. There was another match in there that was really good. What was that? Or I'll get into it right now. So we had the tag team battle royal, which for me was okay. I had Jake Cargill. What do you think about Jake Cargill? I'm not sold on her. I I you know I what? really, I really I'm, have to yeah go on. I, I oh I was just gonna say like I really have to see more um, before I pass an opinion. But so far I'm not impressed. Or no, you haven't seen her. We haven't seen her uh, in the ring yet. So, but uh, yeah, once we see her in the ring, uh, we can uh, we can uh, give our opinion on uh, whether yeah, yes or no. Yeah. The Sting and Darby promo. I'm done with Sting and Darby and the whole Team Taz thing. It's just stop. I agree. This was the other match that I thought was really good: Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. You're exactly right. I love this match. Yeah. I love everything about this match. I'm gonna say this. I hate pitch and pitch because usually it takes me out of a match. But this time I was um, I was watching that little box because I really enjoyed this match. Uh yeah. And uh you know it's it's funny how Thunder Rosa can uh, can bring the best out in in anyone she wrestles. And okay. This is what Uh-oh. the wedding Uh-oh. with Kip Sabian and Penelope before. Oh, oh! In, in other words, ladies and gentlemen, now look. Now look. Oh my God! This. Uh, when, when, I, I got mad on Wednesday night. Okay, uh, I don't want to get mad again. This is this will be the third time. The second was earlier today. The wet, the wedding segments in professional wrestling are overplayed and they suck. And it's always done by James Mitchell. Like, just stop. Get off my screen. 
Seriously, you just go. Oh my god. Ah. Yeah. And then we get yeah. Shaq's, Shaq's promo. That's another one. Just stop. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to see this at all. Just keep, keep it moving. That's um. Hold on, I have one more thing to say. Um, is it just me or is her association with Shaq hurting Jay Cargill's build? Yeah, I mean, that's not, way, I don't want to see Shaq in the ring. That's not the way to build a new talent. Now, the only positive thing that I, the only positive thing that I can say about this whole thing is I believe originally it was supposed to take place at um, Revolution. Yeah. And apparently yeah, okay. they decided so I was to, right. Okay. They, they decided to pull this match from that card and they're going to do it like the week before. So that that was a very smart move on, on the part of, uh, you know, AEW management. Yep. But, but, uh, this, yeah, this but, the main, but the main event was awesome. I am uh, I'm particularly impressed with Ray Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I mean, er- everything that that guy touches is just fantastic. So hats off to him and, uh, you know, we'll have to see. I am intrigued to see what Kenta does, if anything, in AEW because it seems like they, yeah, they are really pushing this uh, AEW, NJPW, and Impact Wrestling kind of business relationship. So um, it'll it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where this ends up. Okay, uh, so for me, uh, this show was just an average show. I there was nothing special about it that stood out. Um, well, with the exception of the with the exception of uh, the yeah. ones the, the hot matches that we've highlighted. Yeah, I uh, I would one hundred percent agree with you. So now we'll move on to back to my co-host for SmackDown, Ben. Yes, let me uh, let me pull that up. Okay, here we go. So this was uh, this was uh, this show was okay. Um, no, it wasn't too phenomenal, um, but I always I always enjoy it when uh, when Roman Reigns starts off the show. And uh, long and long story short, he was demanding that Edge uh, come out right now and uh, deliver his decision. Why would you play games with me? Why would you play games with me? (laughs) Yeah, he got he got incredibly pissed off, and um, you know, and Paul Heyman recoiling from. Reigns in fear. Did you did you see how he changed? Like two, he had two speeds going. How would he play games with me? Why would you play games with me? Yeah, but, <laughs> but the the way that uh, Paul Heyman got scared of Roman Reigns was, <laughs> right? was was great. I loved it. 
Um, so yes, so pretty much um, the whole point of this was Roman Reigns giving Edge an ultimatum that uh, you know you either give us your WrestleMania decision by the end of the night or there's going to be problems. Um, and so from there we go into the first match, which I couldn't give two shits about. It was. Dominic Mysterio uh, being accompanied by his dad versus King Corbin. Oh my god, no. I stop already. You know, anything anything with King Corbin, I'm automatically not going to be interested in. Yep. Um, and look, Dominic Mysterio has impressed the hell out of me with his um, with his work since his debut on the main roster. But it's just for me, um, I I can't take him seriously right now because he's such a white meat baby face, mm-hmm. and um, they're not they're not really doing anything wrong with him. It's just I would like I would like to see Dom go to NXT um, to get more seasoning on him before we see him again on uh, main roster but then he, but then again I completely understand why he wants to be with his dad so I'm kind of I'm kind of stuck in the middle with Dom I think he has a tremendous upside uh, and he's done very very well on the main roster thus far um, it's just between getting paired with Seth Rollins and King Corbin especially King Corbin I'm not impressed Okay. Um, and then <coughs> the only the only reason that Dom got the got the win on this one, um, was because uh, Ray st- snuck out from under the ring after uh, King Corbin attacked him to start the match, um, to like hook. Uh, King Corbin's leg and uh, and caused uh, Dom to be able to capitalize with a 619. I got a question uh, for you. Yeah. How, how, how much longer are we going to go on with this stupid King Corbin uh, gimmick? I don't know. But I mean, uh, King, King of the Ring was uh, how long ago? Was two years ago. And when we're still doing this king gimmick, yeah, it, it, it's bullshit for that exact reason, and, uh, and I'm just not interested. I, I mean, I I could not be less invested in King Corbin if you paid me to be less invested in him. Really, it's that bad. Um, but the highlight of the night of the night for me was. Um, Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that it was the best match, but if you you give me these two, and now you're pushing Cesaro finally um, as a singles guy. I like this match. You know, I'm I'm not going to complain, and um, you know, I have been begging for Cesaro to get a push for years. 
ever since he debuted with Oksana, um, which I remember back in the day being like, why, why is he with this woman? Um, like, he doesn't need it. And then, you know, he's had a bunch of starting stouts on the main roster, but, you know, I, I, I will say this until the day that I die. How Cesaro has not been on the same level as a Roman Reigns in terms of championship runs, I will never understand. This guy should have... I'll tell you why. Because he's always been a tag team uh, wrestler. They've never given him, like, uh, he's never, they've never given him a solo run. They've always had him in tag teams. Well, well, you're you're exactly right, which is why I'm so happy that he seems to be getting a singles push now. And uh, two straight wins over Daniel Bryan is definitely a uh, definitely the oh, way to. Oh, I have uh, a question. Hold on. Yeah. What happened there with his uh, head? All that, all that blood. How did that? How did that happen? Was that a kick from Daniel Bryan? Um, it, it must have been. I didn't, um, I confess I did not see the exact spot where he got busted open, but I was, I was surprised that they didn't stop the match because usually when someone starts to bleed, they stop the match immediately, which I'm actually glad that they didn't do that, uh, especially with these two, because it would have interrupted the flow of everything. Um, but just knowing how WWE reacts to blood, I was I was surprised that they let the match keep going. Yeah, because after he won, when he turned his head and I saw that blood, I'm like, whoa! How? Where, when did that happen during the match? Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't see him get busted open, but uh, so but that is a very good question. Uh, ne- next up, we had, uh, let me just uh, pull the results back up. Um, okay. Next up, we had Bailey versus Ruby Ryan with Billy Kay on commentary. I love this. Aww. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, I love Billy Kay. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this on my? Why is this on my screen? I want to. I want to see her in the tag team with with a Bailey, Billy and Bailey. Aww. <laughs> I'm seeing figure gestures from my co-hosts. Rude. <laughs> oh, oh, really? You're gonna pull the Stephanie Tanner line, really? <laughs> <laughs> really, bro? Are you kidding me? Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. This is some Billy. This is some Billy Key's best work. I'm sorry. It is. It is. Oh no, it's not. See, now I now I have to edit myself because we're on YouTube. But it's just holy God. What what's wrong with you? It's my POV. It's my point of view. No, I like it. You don't have to agree with it. I like it. No, this is not that show. This is a. This is not wrestling POV. Although I have no problem with them, I've I I have seen numerous shows, and you guys do an awesome job. This is not wrestling POV. This is a PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, bitch. 
Get it right. I thought you said you were censoring yourself here on YouTube. Well, you know, and what? You've never heard cursing on YouTube? Give me a break. You, you just said you, you, were, you had to censor yourself. I said I'm making the attempt, Elio. It's oh. not going to have it's all not gonna right, have all right, overnight. Okay. All right, okay. All right, move along. Uh, next up, we have the uh, we have the EST of WWE coming out to celebrate her uh, her Rumble win uh, last Sunday. I have to tell you, I love. Bianca Belair. Push her to the moon and beyond. I absolutely love this woman. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I just have to interject. Going back to NXT, I am so looking forward to the re- return of Cameron Grimes. God. To the moon. Oh, God. I, I put Cameron Grimes in his head. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, continue. I had to get that in there. Although, although I I must confess, Cameron Grimes is growing on me. I although I wish, and I pray to God that when he returns next week on NXT TV, he is wearing a shirt because I cannot I cannot deal with his Albert esque. Sweater hair. I I can't I can't deal with it. <laughs> yeah, it's just it, it is very disturbing to my sensibilities. Okay, <laughs> go on. But getting back to uh, yeah, to, to the absolute highlight of the night, in my opinion, uh, Bianca Belair. Um. You know, I think I've correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Elio, or if you have a different opinion. But to me, it seems like a foregone conclusion that she w- that uh, she would face Sasha Banks at uh, WrestleMania 37. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, I I think that's gonna happen. I don't care what the, these stupid YouTube things say because there was uh, one video. That said, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair canceled with a question mark. I'm like, just stop. You don't, you don't uh, even yeah, know. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll tell you what. You know, I I uh, I really do enjoy doing this podcast with you. It's actually, actually as I've said, uh, one of the highlights of my uh, time in, in quarantine. Uh, but w- <laughs> but the one thing that I uh, did that I dislike about being uh, much more plugged into the uh, to the wrestling social media sphere is um, just how um, just how um, like short-sighted other people's um, takes on wrestling seem to be. Uh, that's just. That's just one of those things that I find uh, very, very odd. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like you get so wrapped up in what you want to see that sometimes you miss out on 
on what should be, in my opinion. And look, you know, everybody has their own opinion of, of wrestling, just like anything else. And, and, and that's all good. That's why that, you know, that's why there are so many different shows and takes out there. And I'm not knocking that at all. But like to, to me, when you have a situation such as Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, where there's obviously money written all over it, um, you know, why, why, would you, why, why would you not go with that is my question. Uh, and to, and to that end, uh, now it would it would seem to me that um, Carmilla's sommelier Reginald now has a crush on Sasha Banks. Yeah, and apparently uh, he's uh, he's uh, he books matches because he's saying that uh, Jericho can't beat Sasha. Uh, well, since when is my question? <laughs> um, be, because because no, if, if she, did, did, did you see him on uh, SmackDown? Like, uh, well, yeah, he's like a booker. <laughs> oh my god! And, and and did you see did you see Carmilla laughing at him when when uh, when Bianca was kicking his ass with with her ponytail? Oh my god! Yeah, when she whipped him, <laughs> that was awesome. That that was that was so awesome. So um, I um, so I I really liked I really liked the interaction between uh, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I did I did find the fact that they're teasing some some issues between uh, Reginald and Carmella that was kind of weird and I I think I think Reginald's involvement in in a segment kind of took away from Bianca's moment so that was that was kind of odd and I I would not have. Have had that involved in the segment. I would have liked to have seen a face-to-face between Sasha and Bianca, and left it at that. I would not have. I would not have had Reginald and Carmella involved in the segment because, like, yeah, Carmella has beaten um, Sasha Banks twice, but she's also lost in two consecutive championship matches. So to me, Carmella is not even a factor in this storyline anymore. So why was she in the ring with Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair when the focus needs to be solely on those two women? So that was a little odd. Okay, I got a question. Uh, how annoying is Sasha Banks' laugh? Very. Very. I'm not even going to try and imitate it because it's just ridiculous the way the way, the, the way she laughs. It's like no. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, and so, but we go from uh, the high point of Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks to the low point of Ziggler and Rude versus Otis and Chad Gable. Ooh, yeah. Uh, with uh, with a. Uh, in match commentary with oh, the this street, is bad with the oh. street profits. Yeah, this was bad. Holy I don't, I don't crap! Know, I don't understand. I don't understand now why they would do that. Like, uh, 
they splice in those three prophets commentary in there. Why? Yeah. And then, and then, if you can, if you can imagine, we we get even worse than that because right right after this, um, they run a uh, a uh, Afri African American uh, uh, his history month promo. I'm sorry, Black uh, History Month, which by itself I have no issue with. Um, you know. At, like at all, um, but then, but then, right after you air a Black History Month promo, you bring in Hulk Hogan. <laughs> like that—that uh, that was not good timing on that on that Hogan promo. Oh, Hogan did not need to be there, anyways. Well, you know, and he he was there because it was the anniversary. No, I know, I, I get that, but like that 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 was just a nothing segment. Like it didn't really do anything other than fill time. Uh, well, and well, you're you're exactly right, and I I agree with you. But the pl the placement of yeah, that was yeah of of Hulk Hogan right next to a to a um, Black History Month promo, uh, which like I said. Um, you know, no problem whatsoever with Black History Month, but I have every problem with with Hulk Hogan uh, following that up, especially given uh, given the controversy with Hogan that got him kicked out of the Hall of Fame in the first place. So I don't know who was in charge of looking at the. Uh, Looking at the rundown for this show, but somebody missed something major when uh, they decided to uh, arrange the show the way that they did, because that that was just horrific. Um, but um, but we we go from the absolute uh, low light to the highlight of the night, in my opinion. This. A uh, triple threat in intercontinental title match was amazing. What did you think of this? So, uh, yeah, this was uh, this was bad. Um, I'm gonna I want to see Apollo Crews as a heel. I think he's gonna turn. Well, yeah, and and I I think I th I think that that's very obvious, especially. Uh, since they tease an association with Roman Reigns, mm -hmm. um, oh, oh, can you see that's him joining uh, Roman Reigns's uh, group? Well, no, no, I can't see that part. Only because, only because he's not part of the bloodline. Right. Okay. Yeah, I understand. Um, however, I did enjoy uh, several weeks ago when they, when they had him involved in a backstage uh, sit-down with Roman Reigns as a way to follow up Apollo Crews' appearance with Paul Heyman on Talking Smack. No, you know what? Hold on. Uh, I'm going to have to take that back. Um, uh, about uh, seeing him as part of the group. Now, I'm going to say that He's up. He, he doesn't belong in the in Reigns' group, but I can see him, like Reigns as like an advisor, or whatever to him. Uh, well, absolutely, that part I can see. 
And I, I, I think all of that was played off very well with, um, with his and Paul Heyman's appearance on Talking Smack a few weeks ago. Because if you haven't seen that yet, that was masterful. That, the, the fact that the fact that they don't run more stuff like that on the actual show uh, is it, mystifying to me because Talking Smack is masterfully done. Absolutely. Especially, especially when Paul Heyman's involved. Um, but yeah, this, this match between, uh, between Big E, Sami Zayn, and Apollo Crews was, um, was absolutely fantastic. And I love having Big E as the Intercontinental Champion now that, uh, now that his time in, uh, the New Day has wound down. But um, he's uh, cut out the New Day mannerism. He's still doing that. Well, apparently, um, I read somewhere that they're that, that um, they're 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 working on uh, on getting all of that out of uh, out of um, Biggie's repertoire. Like which, the whole yeah. Stop. And the and the fucking uh, gyrating and all yeah, this other yeah, stuff. Yeah, stop. Yeah, and, and the way that he sits on the ropes with his legs oh. wide open, then we have to stop that immediately. As well. yep. um, <laughs> oh, did he do it again? I missed the beginning. Did he do that again? Yes. Oh no! See, stop. So uh, you know he. So I I want to see more of the gradual transition into a serious biggie. I think I think we're on our way. But once once we get there entirely, um, you know um, I think I think he'll be good to go. Um, because he but, he can be serious because he was freaking the NXT champion. I remember when he showed up on the main roster, he was like a monster. He didn't do none of this uh, stuff he's doing now. Yeah, and look, look, the new the new day was great for what it was, and I completely agree with it. Um, and I'm not even saying you have to publicly break up um, the new day. Just let let them go their own way now, which which they're starting to do. Um, but um, I think I think once Big E completely breaks away from them. Um, then I th- then I think he'll be onto a different era in his career, which is what he needs. Now, even though I'm very happy that uh, Biggie is the Intercontinental Champion, and obviously he retained uh, at the end of the night, I thought Apollo Cruz was the one who had the standout performance of this uh, Triple Threat match. Um, his athleticism is absolutely otherworldly and the fact that he has been on the roster for as long as he has doing absolutely nothing uh, is beyond me it's beyond my my ability to understand and I and ladies and gentlemen I am a college educated individual I have been watching wrestling for almost 30 years 
And I, I, even with all of that, I will never be able to understand for the life of me why a guy like Apollo Crews has been sitting on the sidelines for four plus years. I don't understand it. And I am so happy for him that he seems to have turned the corner because holy shit, that dude is athletic. And and on top on top of that, if you if you've seen interviews with him when he is you know out of character and just being himself, he really does he really does come across like a stand up individual, um, you know who who really who really deserves um, everything good that can come his way. So I am I couldn't be happier for Apollo Cruz. And I am so excited for what they have for him in the future. Okay. And, and, and the same could be said for Big E, by the way. You know, everything that, everything that he and Kofi have done, uh, you know, since, um, you know, since Brody League is passing and paying tribute to him on SmackDown and, and at the Royal Rumble, those, those are some classy individuals. And I, for them... For them to be having this level of success on SmackDown, uh, just uh, well, it warms my heart, quite frankly. So I couldn't be I couldn't be any more pleased for them. Okay. Uh, but moving on to the main event, uh, we have well, actually, no, that that was the the main event match of the last, seg- last segment of the show. But the uh, yes. Yes, the main uh, the main segment of the show was uh, Edge's time had run out, and uh, and um, so he comes to the, to the ring to seemingly announce his decision, but he gets cut off by uh, Roman Reigns' entrance, and uh, Jay Jay Uso was hilarious here. Acting like the hype man for Roman Reigns. The, the second Roman came through the curtain, Jay's like pointing at Edge, like, oh shit, you're in trouble, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're coming to get you. And, uh, you know, he, he was, he was, he was acting like, like a, a pit bull straining to get off the leash uh, to attack Edge. And the fact that Edge was uh, playing into that was fantastic. Um, so immediately, um, once Roman gets on the mic, he is he is tremendously pissed that Edge disrespected him by making him wait, and he demands that Edge acknowledge him as the main event of WrestleMania, and he says. This is your cue to to choose me as your champion of choice, um, and he is uh, he is demanding that um, Edge make his decision. Blah blah blah. But before but before he can do that, here comes Kevin Owens from behind to hit a stunner on uh, on Roman. And Edge leaves without making his um, his decision. So that was a good way to end the show. 
And, um, you know, I, I did appreciate the fact that Edge was an overarching theme uh, throughout the week. But I, I did think that um, having him on NXT was a little bit of an overkill. O- only because I can't buy into him coming to NXT to challenge for the NXT title. But, um, but I have to say... The, the consistency of the storytelling on WWE television was, this week was a very refreshing change of pace. Do um, we really need to see Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns again? No, and I, no, and I don't think we will. Hopefully. Okay. Hopefully we no, won't. because I'm just saying, like, after like, he done that stunt or whatever, to Roman Reigns, like, I hope they don't do this match again. Well, but- I, and I agree with you because we've already seen it three times. Seems like longer. <laughs> Seems like more times than yeah. three. Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? But, but, but it's interesting that you that you bring up that point because to me, I'm always confused by stuff like that, regardless of who it is, because like. This is this is the most stacked roster WWE has ever had, but, but yet they've never used less people on a consistent basis. So it's it's very confusing to me as to why their roster is so huge, and yet they're only using like 25 percent of it. So I I don't know. All right, so that's. Uh... That's all we have for uh, SmackDown. So we've uh, reached uh, the end of our show, I guess. And um, But before we go, Ben, I have a challenge for you. What's that? Because I know you like you like when I give you these history lessons and I take you back through time to like classic 80s shows. Absolutely. I was watching this past week. And I want you to go on YouTube. They have this on YouTube. Um, I'm not sure if they have it on the network. You can check on the network as well. But I was watching The War to Settle the Score from 1985. Roddy Piper and Hulk Hogan. All right. And one more that I'm actually in the process of watching. I, I'm still in the first match. I haven't gotten to sit down and watch it yet. The Brawl to End It All from 1984, which is uh, Wendy Richter and Fabulous Miller. All right, so send, send me those two matches so I don't forget, but I, I definitely want to uh, take a look at them. And, and how about we discuss them on next week's show? Yeah, because I was watching it, and uh, the, the story writing here was just insane. Basically, the... The story here is, the idea here is Roddy Piper hates rock and roll music, okay? So he was uh, feuding with uh, Sidney Lauper. Um, the year before, Captain Albano was a heel, and he was uh, claiming to be Sidney Lauper's manager, et cetera, et cetera. When yeah, all, I... all he ever did was uh, appear in her music video for Girls Just Want to Have Fun. So 1985, uh, they have like a reunion, and um, he says that like he he had amnesia or something. So now he's all of a sudden the face, and Roddy Piper is getting all mad and like 
you know, going after everyone and saying that he's he hates rock music. He's gonna wants to put an end to it. He doesn't want his kids exposed to this music. And so they bring in Hulk Hogan to go after Piper. But they also had like every like singer or group in the music on the music scene at that time, given their take on the situation. They had like they get the single from Twisted Sister. They had um uh, D Schneider. D Schneider. They had um Hattie Smith. They had a whole bunch of other groups and artists like giving their take on uh, the situation. And some were agreeing with Hogan. Some were agreeing with Piper. And it was yeah, just the story we were telling at that time. Oh, speak, speaking of uh, speaking of music and wrestling, did you see uh, Sammy Hagar on uh, AEW this week? <laughs> they're they're really running with that one. I don't know. I don't know how how much uh, how long much longer they can go with that. Yeah, because they really seem to be teasing the end of the inner circle, and I'm not really sure I agree with that. So. That is my challenge for you to watch those uh, two shows. I will send you the link for the brawl to end it all and um, watch some of the score. But uh, check on the network if they have it because I, I don't think they have the full show for the watch some of the score. Okay. Yeah, just, just uh, send me both of those and like the titles of them and then I'll look them up on YouTube. All right. So. That brings us to the end. Ben, I say we close all the show of the week. Absolutely, man. All right. So for my co-host, Ben Pierce, I'm Elio Canelo. This is the PNC Production Wrestling Podcast. We will talk to you all next week. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. See ya. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. Been searching in the dark, sweat soaking through the floor. And buried in your bones, there's an ache that you can't ignore. Taking your breath, stealing your mind, and all that was real is left behind. Don't fight it, it's coming for you, running at you. It's only this moment, don't care what comes after. Your fever dream, can't you see? Getting closer, just surrender, cause you feel the feeling taking over.